Welcome back to Lethal. Let's talk about death row inmates. This week, I'll be covering a Florida death row inmate. This week, I'll be covering a Florida death row inmate. I'll be covering Daniel Owen Conahan Jr. He's a known serial killer. He was convicted for first-degree murder and kidnapping. Before we jump into the case, let's go over some facts about Florida death row. But since I already went over the basics of Florida death row last week, I'll be covering the degrees of murder, since we'll be going over first-degree murder in this case. You know, first-degree murder, second-degree, and so on. So first-degree murder is known as capital murder. According to Catanzaro Law Firm, first-degree murder is defined as the most serious charge among all, all the others. This degree involves premeditation, in other words, planning the murder out in detail. This degree does not include sudden crimes of passion. This is because this could be caused by rage in the moment, so no planning was involved. Sentencing can range from years in prison to the death penalty. Second-degree murder, according to Canton Zero Law Firm, involves malice and deliberation, but no pre-planning. For example, someone shoots another person because of road rage. They did not plan out the murder, but did so in rage. The death penalty is not usually resorted to for second-degree murder. Third-degree murder or manslaughter, according to Canton Zero Law Firm, is precisely defining and proving this law can prove difficulty. Voluntary manslaughter is when a person intends to harm another person but doesn't intend to kill them. For example, someone gets in a fight at a bar and intends to harm someone by punching them but not intent to kill, but the person ends up dying from the punch. Involuntary manslaughter is more like an accident. For example, when someone dies during a car accident, that would be considered involuntary manslaughter. Now that I covered that, let's get into it. So once again, I have a glass of wine and I'm ready to jump into the case. And if you're curious, my favorite wine is Moscato. This week, I'll be covering inmate number Y02046, Daniel Owen Conahan Jr. He's currently 66 years old, serving at the Union Correctional Institution, formerly known as Florida State Prison in Rayford, Florida. Daniel was born on May 11, 1954, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Shortly after Daniel was born, his family picked up and moved to Florida. He had a difficult childhood growing up. His parents were very close-minded and had a problem with his sexuality. His parents sent him to a psychiatrist when he was in high school because he expressed that he was interested in men. Daniel graduated from Miami Norland High School in 1973. A couple years after he graduated, he joined the United States Navy in 1977. He was stationed in Naval Station Great Lakes in Illinois. While Daniel served, he was almost court-martialed for homosexual solicitation. Court-martial is a military trial. This is conducted when members of the armed forces are accused of offenses against military law. Instead of being court-martialed, he was later discharged for his continuing behavior. After he was discharged, he moved to Chicago and resided there for about 13 years. He eventually moved back to Punta Gorda, Florida to live with his parents in 1993. 
Two years later, he became a licensed practical nurse. He graduated top of his class at Charlotte Vocational Technical Center and got a job at Charlotte Regional Medical Center. February 1, 1994, a man's body was discovered in Punta Gorda, Florida. The body was mutilated and had been exposed for at least a month. There were rope burns on the skin and the genitalia had been cut off. Unfortunately, the body was never identified. January 1, 1996, a family dog was let out and the dog returned home with a male human skull. This was in Northport, Florida. Police were able to find the remainder of the skeletal remains and they were able to determine that the genitalia was also cut off like the previous victim. Unfortunately, this victim was never identified either. On March 7, 1996, another victim in Northport, Florida was found. This third victim had been mutilated and it was determined that the victim was murdered 10 days earlier. This victim was finally identified in 1999 as John William Melorogno. Another male skull was discovered on April 17, 1996 by two Charlotte County engineers. The police were able to find the additional remains of the body. The body was found on the side of a palm tree. He was later identified as Kenneth Lee Smith. When police were searching the area, they discovered another body. The second, vi the second victim was raped and mutilated. It was determined that he was most likely killed the day before. He was identified as Richard Allen Montgomery. Richard was a 21-year-old male that was 6 feet tall and weighed anywhere from 150 to 160 pounds. Carpet padding was covering his body and a rope was found in the area. An autopsy confirmed his death. His cause of death was strangulation. There were two marks on his neck caused by the rope. There were also marks on his lower chest and wrist but nothing on his back, which is consistent with him being tied to a tree. His genitalia was also cut off. There was also evidence of a sexual assault. This is the connection Daniel and Richard had. Richard told his sister and some of his friends that he was going out to make some money. One of his friends asked if he was making money legally, and Richard looked back at his friend and smiled. Richard also told his mother around this time that someone asked him to pose nude for $200, but Richard wouldn't tell his mother who made him this offer. Richard told his mother he met a new friend named Daniel Conahan. He lived in Punta Gorda and was a nurse. On April 16th, that was the last day anyone saw Richard alive. When all this occurred, the media blew up. They ran stories talking about a serial killer on the loose, and they named these murders the Hog Trail Killings. There was a similar assault that occurred in the area that matched all the victims that were already found. On August 15, 1994, the victim was Stanley Burden. He had similar features to Richard Montgomery and had a similar background. The police report indicated that Stanley was offered $100 to $150 to pose naked for Daniel Conahan. Stanley agreed when he was asked and Daniel drove him back to a rocky dirt road. When they arrived to the scene, Daniel took a couple pictures of Stanley. Stanley didn't think much of it. Daniel told Stanley he wanted to take a couple pictures, a couple of bondage pictures. So he put a rope around his body and took a couple more pictures. Now that Stanley's guard was down and he was trusting Daniel, Daniel grabbed the rope and I quote, Daniel moved behind Stanley, snapped the rope tightly around him, pulled his hands behind the tree, placed ropes around his legs and chest, and wrapped the rope twice around his neck, end quote. 
Daniel then performed oral sex on Stanley. Daniel then attempted to reposition his body and tried to sodomize him. Daniel was angry by the many failed attempts because Stanley was trying to fight to get free. Daniel grabbed the rope around his neck and pulled the rope as hard as he could so he could strangle Stanley. Daniel then hit Stanley in the head and strangled him for 30 more minutes. Daniel asked Stanley why he wouldn't die. So he grabbed all of his stuff and left Stanley there hoping he would die. Thankfully, Stanley was able to free himself. On May 24, 1996, police started an undercover investigation on Daniel. Daniel was known to go to a specific park, so that's where police started. At the park, Daniel approached an undercover cop and asked him if he could show him his penis for $7 or $20 if he could perform oral intercourse on him. The undercover police obviously refused but returned to the same park the next day to see what Daniel would do. Daniel approached him again and asked if he wanted to make $150. All he would have to do is pose naked for him. Since that was so incriminating, on May 31, 1996, police were able to get a warrant and search Daniel's home and vehicles. On February 25, 1997, Daniel was indicted for first-degree premeditated murder, kidnapping, sexual battery of Richard Montgomery. On May 22, 1997, another skeleton was found. This victim was identified as William Charles Patton. He actually disappeared in 1993. When Daniel was brought to trial, he waived his rights of a jury trial, so the state presented their case. They presented how the body was found and what information was discovered on the autopsy. They also presented what was found at Daniel's house and car. On April 16, 1996, when Richard disappeared, it showed that Daniel purchased Polaroid film, a knife, and bought rope from Walmart. Daniel was found guilty of first-degree murder and kidnapping. And on December 10, 1999, Daniel was sentenced to death for first-degree murder of Richard Montgomery. More bodies were found, one in 2000, two in 2001, and one in 2002. They were similar to the other bodies found. So get this. On March 23, 2007, there were eight skeletal remains found in Fort Myers. Stanley, the surviving victim, was attacked only a mile away from where the skeletal remains were found. Two out of the eight men were identified as males that disappeared in 1995. Richard's mother eventually moved out of state because she said she was constantly reminded of her son anywhere she went, and she needed to move on. She described her son as a loving and good-hearted man. Richard was buried in Royal Palm Memorial Garden. There are still so many of his victims that haven't been identified. So what do you think? Did he murder all of his victims because of how he was treated for his sexuality from his parents growing up and from the military? Or is this something he just decided to do one day? Let me know what you think. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to subscribe and please rate and review on Apple Podcast. Go follow my Insta at lethal underscore podcast and feel free to shoot me an email at lethal.tcpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to tune in next Wednesday for a new case and a new inmate. I'll be covering a new death row inmate in a new state. All the information used in my podcast came from the following sources, dc.state.fl.us, wikipedia, caselaw.finelaw.com, catanzerolaw.com, 
and Murderpedia. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next week.